Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, Jamie, we are going to be talking about a destination, I will admit, I have not spent much time in, and that is our state capital of Salem. You know, Jim, I feel you. I go to Salem pretty frequently to visit my sister and her family who moved down there a couple of years ago. But even then, I found that I never really explore the city or any of the parks or other attractions nearby. And it seems like there's like this Portlanders bias at play here. I've heard a lot of people voice this explicitly on many occasions this idea that there's nothing to do in Salem. I feel that uh, maybe this is an aside, but when people say there is nothing to do in insert place here, that just as a rule is probably almost exclusively untrue, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's got to be something going on. And Jamie, you actually just were down there. And since we're doing a whole episode of the podcast on Salem today, trust that you have uh, a number of recommendations for us. That's right. Uh, Jim, this spring I have been um, working on a whole series of stories about Salem, about the best things to do in Salem. So I have been spending a few days not visiting my sister and her family, but just exploring Salem and seeing what all these places are that I've overlooked over the years. And suffice it to say, there's plenty to do down there. And I think we should just get started. So let's break it out here. We've got things to do outdoors. We have attractions. We have places to eat and drink. I don't know. My interests often lie with the places to get outside first and foremost. So Jamie, take us away. Yeah, Jim. Well, the weather has been so nice lately this spring that you want to get outside. You want to get out there and, and soak up that sun. So In Salem proper, some of my favorite places to do that are Minto Brown Island Park and Riverfront City Park. And the cool thing about these two areas is that they're very different, but that they also are connected to each other. So Minto Brown Island Park is more of sort of your nature park. It's, you know, lots of big meadows, big forests. It's there on the Willamette River, although some of those trails on the river are closed right now, I should add. There's a slough there with a nice little dock you can go out onto. You can walk around, soak up the sun, bike around, soak up the sun that way. There's just really a lot you can do, a lot of space to spread out there. 
On the other side, Riverfront City Park is kind of, it's just right there in downtown Salem. So it's got more of that downtown park kind of feel. A lot of grassy spaces. Uh, you have some more uh, general attractions. So there's a stern wheeler there in the, in the river. There's a really cool modern bridge there as well. Some areas that are usually used for major events, that sort of thing. Playgrounds, bike paths, all of that. So it, it, they're, they're, again, they're very, very different parks. But that bridge I mentioned, Jim, allows people, whether you're on foot or you're on bike, to basically go the length of Riverfront City Park and into Minto Brown Island Park. So if you are on a bike, for example, you can have uh, all kinds of fun biking between those two parks, going from the city to the forest to the, along the river. It's just a really, really nice spot to get out there and enjoy a day. Mm -hmm. And coupled with any in-town things you would like to do, you're right there. Nice and easy. Mm -hmm. Now, you want to get outside of town a little bit. And it looks like we've got a couple of wildlife refuges. We've got, of course, Silver Falls State Park, which we've recently talked about. Jamie, you're not going to go wrong with any of those options. No. Silver Falls, you know, we won't talk about it too long here because we just talked about it for an entire episode. So if you have not listened to that one, go back and check it out. There are two, like you said, wildlife refuges, Jim, Ankeny and Basket Slough. Um, so great spots to do some bird watching or just get out amongst the wetlands. Uh, and you also have Willamette Mission State Park, which is, again, another sort of riverside state park. Lots of space to walk, to explore, um, lots of grassy area to play in. If you have kids especially, that's great. So another spot to go out there and enjoy it. So plenty of places to get outside, plenty of places to enjoy a nice spring day. And, Jamie, that's to say nothing of kind of what most folks probably think of when they think of our state capital, which is the state capital grounds themselves. Yeah, that's a great little park there too. I, had, again, had not spent much time there until recently, but there's um, some great gardens, a couple of statues, memorials, that kind of stuff. Cherry trees, of course, that mm -hmm. blossom early in the spring. A really beautiful spot. You know, there have been some protests there, of course, as well. So not always a great time to go there um, as a, just a visitor. But if you're there on a nice spring day on an afternoon, on a, week, on a weekday, that's a great time to go. Absolutely so. And the state capitol itself is, of course, among a number of other kind of attractions that Salem has to offer. Jamie, kind of first and foremost, and you've alluded to this already, a ton of beautiful gardens are one of the main draws to the Salem outdoor attraction scene. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the best time to visit Salem is in the sort of thrust of spring, kind of around May to early June, you know, late April is a great time. There are so many public gardens, as well as private gardens that open themselves up to the public, as well as local nurseries that have public garden areas. So, I mean, there is an iris garden. There are gardens for hostas. You have rose gardens tulip gardens. You name it and you have it there in Salem. So some of my favorite spots to go to if you're looking for just uh, one or two spots to get this experience is Bush's Pasture Park, which is just right near downtown Salem. And if you go over to the historic Bush House, uh, there is some really nice garden space right around there. And just down the street around the corner, you'll find Deepwood Museum and Gardens, which is a historic house there with some beautiful gardens that are just all around that uh, on the museum grounds. So a couple of really nice spots back to back there. 
If you're looking for that garden experience, I highly recommend those two. And Jamie, to throw a, a twist in this here, if you have kids with you or if you're looking for a little bit of the youthful experience, if you will, Enchanted Forest is right there too. How could we skip over that? Oh, how could we, Jim? Enchanted Forest, unfortunately, was damaged pretty severely in the uh, winter wind and ice storms. So they are not back open yet. So keep an eye out for Enchanted Forest if you are looking to go there. But of course, if you have not been, it's sort of a fairy tale themed sort of smaller theme park with just lots of really cool art and different kinds of worlds you can explore there. So a really, really cool spot near Salem. Super cool spot. And then lastly, Jamie, a little bit more time of year dependent, but of course the Oregon State Fairgrounds and Fair are held in Salem and an attraction in their own right. Of course, you know, everyone loves a state fair. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people love a state fair. And in Oregon, you can't beat the Oregon State Fair. So, I mean, obviously that is, um, it took a year off last year due to the pandemic, but last I checked, Jim, they are planning on holding the state fair in some kind of capacity this year. We will see. But, you know, that is definitely a beloved event and attraction there in Salem every year. Yeah, a lot of folks would be stoked to see that go off in some capacity this year. Crossing my fingers that we are in in the shape collectively to make some of that type of stuff happen uh, in the not so distant future. So, Jamie, we've said all of this. We've talked about a bunch of things to do in Salem, tons and tons of suggestions But uh, I don't know about you, when I am traveling, trying to hit a bunch of different places, I want to make sure I can fuel up. And to do so, you have really a number of super good sounding places to eat and drink that you have rounded up for us here. Yeah, you know, uh, when I am looking at visiting a town and what I want to eat, it tends to be sort of among the more casual side of things, especially Mm – like, look, I've been out hiking all day. I don't want to necessarily go into a fancy restaurant, you know, all yep. sweaty and in my hiking clothes. So I want something that that's that's sort of casual, but that tastes really good and is sort of unique to that town. So we just mentioned the Oregon State Fair. One of the observations I made about Salem while I've been down there is that there's kind of this fair food culture year round in Salem. And by that, I mean, there's a lot of places that are doing this sort of really inventive, maybe not super healthy but super delicious kind of cuisine at food carts, at restaurants. And I've been sort of picking off a few of them to check out as I've been down there. So just to tick a couple of these off here, Noble Wave is this really cool uh, chicken restaurant. They're ostensibly a Baton Rouge themed restaurant, Okay, but they are sort of known for their fried chicken. When I was down there last, I got the hot bird, just a classic hot sauce, hot chicken sandwich, but they also do this thing called beignet sliders, which, Jim, this is basically beignets, mm-hmm. like the, the the fried dough, used as buns for small fried chicken sandwiches. Holy yum. Covered in powdered sugar. So, Wow. It's, I mean, you can imagine it, you know, my stomach didn't necessarily love me afterwards, but my mouth was having a great time. Well, that's the core of the day for one. And <laughs> secondarily, uh, we're recording at one uh, twenty PM, uh, you know, uh, uh, you're making me hungry as if I wasn't a little bit already some beignet sliders. That sounds, I would definitely give that a shot. Let's put it that way. You have to, you yeah. just have to a little bit of a novelty item, at least, uh, you know, for folks mm-hmm. around here, not a lot of beignets to be had. And yeah, that sounds mighty delicious. If you're looking for something just uh, 
a little bit more basic, uh, maybe slightly healthier. Valiant, the sandwich, is a really nice sandwich spot to go to to just stop off and get a roast beef sandwich, turkey sandwich, or any kind of thing. Just some of those those big, meaty, cheesy sandwiches that are just super good. I love that spot a lot. Yum. And one of my, my go-to spots for dinner, I love the spot Chicha Brewing, which is they, sort of they do uh, Mexican food and they do uh, beer as well. And I have to admit, I have not tried their beer but I did try their food and it was excellent. I had some um, stuffed peppers that were super, super good over there at Chicha in West Salem. You know, you mean when you're traveling for work, you can't just always uh, have all the beer all the time, Jamie. Uh, you got to draw the line somewhere, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, this was a day when I did that after having to stop off at a winery and a cider place, which we'll get to in a minute here. And I was like, look, I, th- I, this is, I don't want to be like dangerous yeah, here for sure uh, there's there's a limit to the amount of tasting sampling otherwise testing stuff out that you can do but we trust yes. uh, that chicha brewing has very good uh, delectable drinks for folks to enjoy and one more food spot to shout out jim this is this my go-to spot to end the day as i'm heading out of salem coming back up to portland just north of town you can find don bigote which is a churro and ice cream cart and it is inventive it is delicious and it is a must stop for any fans of dessert which jim i'm looking at you oh yeah so wait this is the spot and i i don't know this for certain but i'm pretty positive you posted a photo or someone posted a photo in our internal kind of communications platform the other day maybe, I don't know, weeks, time is relative, Jamie, at some point with this like ice cream sundae plus churro combination. And it was a big subject of debate. Yeah, that is the spot. And Jim, I just have to say warm churros and cold ice cream is just a match made in heaven. Ooh, It is just so good. So, and they do all kinds of stuff. They do churro ice cream sandwiches. They do churro cones that you can get ice cream in. Yum. They do a thing called the churro lollipop, which I'm not even sure exactly what that is, but I, <laughs> I imagine it's just a churro swirled in a, on a stick. Um, so again, we talked about fair food culture in Salem. Don Bagote is like that to a T, and it is definitely a must-stop for anyone with a sweet tooth. I am loving that. And Jamie, we don't need to dwell too much here on the drink, but uh, you've got a couple spots that sound mighty good as well. Yeah, you know, we mentioned the Chichi Brewing. There's a bunch of other breweries in Salem, of course. I mean, this is Oregon. Salt Creek Cider House is is a great spot um, if you like cider, a really kind of bucolic setting, beautiful area there just outside of town. They make their own cider. It's a really nice spot to to sort of stop and hang out for an afternoon. And of course, Salem is just next to the Eola Amity Hills AVA of the Willamette Valley wine country. So there are tasting rooms galore around that area. One of the ones I like a lot is called Red Hawk. It's just outside of town, super close, and it's got great views of Cascade Peaks and some really good wine as well. Sounds good on all fronts, Jamie. And we're going to talk some more here, folks, about how to explore Salem, specifically how to spend the best single day you can in the city of Salem right after a short break. All right, folks, we are back talking about how to explore the city of Salem and the surrounding area. And Jamie, we've given a ton of recommendations of things folks can do, places they can go to eat and drink. Let's say you have one day, you've taken a day trip to Salem. 
how would you spend it? It's a great question, Jim. And it's something that I, I suddenly have some experience in. Uh-huh. When I go out to these places, you know, as, as a travel writer, I am looking to do as much as I possibly can in a single day. So I wouldn't recommend that anyone follow exactly in my footsteps because it's a little hectic. It's work. Kind of fun, but it's a work. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're <laughs> covering a lot of ground. You don't get all these recommendations by, oh, we're going to do a three-hour wine tasting followed by a nice, uh, you know, lengthy paddle on the river. And uh, yeah, we'll just go back to the you know hotel and relax. Uh, that's not how not how the travel yeah. reporter job works. No, uh, unfortunately not. So if I was to recommend sort of a maybe say like an eight hour day in Salem or however long you have, starting out sort of in that main downtown core is a really good way to go about it. So um, you know, looking sort of Center Street is one of the main sort of drags in Salem, and just south of that you have. All kinds of great places for coffee, for donuts, for breakfast. Just down the street, you can walk to uh, the Oregon State Capitol, lay eyes on that, hang out there. There's some other things around there we didn't mention, some art museums, Willamette University's campus is there. So if you hang around that sort of downtown core, there's a lot you can do there, say, in a morning. Get yourself some coffee, some breakfast, walk around, and head over to Riverfront City Park for sure and um, check out that bridge and some other things in that park. So I'd kind of start there, just amble around that downtown corridor for a while and um, definitely make your way over um, just a little farther south in town to Bush's Pasture Park, like we said, and Deepwood Museum and Gardens is a nice little spot there. And Bush's Pasture Park has a lot of ground. So if you want to walk around a little bit, say walk off those donuts or your breakfast, <laughs> you can um, definitely have a lot of space in that area to do that. So, you know, maybe you've already um, done that. You want to head to lunch somewhere at one of the spots we mentioned, like Noble Wave or Valley at the Sandwich in downtown Salem. And after lunch, I really like the idea of heading over sort of to West Salem, going up into the, the hills of the wine country. When I went up to Red Hawk, I kind of did this both times I was there the last where I you know, in the early afternoon, went up to the uh, vineyard and winery, and you can sort of sit up there on their, their patio, looking out at the mountains on a beautiful blue sky day, have a glass of wine, do a little tasting maybe, and just really take the moment to sort of relax and enjoy that beautiful, beautiful setting there. Yeah, you're not going wrong there. No, and there's plenty of other uh, vineyards and um, wineries too for people who really like to do wine tasting. Lots of spots up in that area to check out. So, you know, maybe you've, you've relaxed a little bit. Um, you want to come back down and do something a little bit more outdoorsy. Maybe walk off that wine you just drank. Going back down to Minto Brown Island Park is a great way to do that. If you have a bike with you, it's a great spot to bike, but also just a really nice spot to walk around. Like I said, lots of good open meadows, some forested trails, some spots down there by the water. I really can't recommend that spot enough. And, you know, head back into Salem, maybe grab yourself some dinner at one of these other places that we didn't, you know, you didn't try before. And definitely, like I said, Jim, heading out of town, make sure you stop at Don Bagote, get yourself some churros and ice cream. That is just such a sweet way to end the day. Man, a sweet way to end the day. And it sounds like the most enthusiastic recommendation you have from the city of Salem. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can tell that you are amped on this place uh, because you came back to it twice now. Uh, you know, here on the show. And uh, it sounds really, really good. I will say on a Don Bagote note that I just happened to, to speak with the owner last time I was there. He came out and talked to me and he did say that they are in the um, process of trying to get a Don Bagote cart up in Portland at the Portland Mercado. So Portlanders may not need to go to Salem to get Don Bagote uh, soon, 
But that does not mean you don't you shouldn't go to Salem for all the rest of the great stuff to do there. There we go. Well, Jamie, that is the upshot to end our show on today. And folks, until next time here on the show, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Dave Killen. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen. Hello, Blazers fans. This is Aaron Fentress of The Oregonian and Oregon Live. It's been a long and sometimes bumpy season, but once again, your Blazers have been making noise in the NBA. To remain engaged with all of the action and news, be sure to tune in to the Blazer Focus Podcast presented by Bymart and Fred Meyer. This season has been filled with interesting storylines, plenty of fantastic finishes, great performances, numerous injuries, trades, rotation changes, and of course, the excellent play of Damian Lillard, a legitimate MVP candidate who is having one of the best seasons of his career. The Blazer Focus Podcast has kept you informed on all of the key moments with news reports, analysis, guest appearances, predictions, and opinions regarding everything involving the team. So don't hesitate to subscribe to the Blazer Focus Podcast right away on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.